This is Jim Wallace for the Soul of the Nation. When Donald Trump met with Vladimir Putin on his own for two hours, with no one else there except their translators, so no one knows what went on and what was said, people are saying Helsinki was indefensible, or it was shameful or disgusting. I want to suggest Helsinki was clarifying. Here's what I mean. So in Helsinki, Trump's behavior has outraged many people. He literally took Russia's side over the country he was elected to serve. And he ignored the intelligence officers that even he had appointed. And many found that just incredible. And it was. Since then, Trump has been what I would call playing with words in transparently insincere clarifications. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russian. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. Sure, that's what you meant. We just got that wrong. And then a press conference later, he was asked, were the Russians meddling in the elections? And he said no. But then Sarah Huckabee, the press secretary, said no. He was saying no just to mean it's time to leave the room. You had a chance to speak with the president after uh, his comments, and the president was said thank you very much and was saying no to answering questions. Um, the president and his administration are working very hard to make sure that Russia is unable to meddle in our elections, as they have done in the past and as we have stated. Sure, Donald. That's what you meant. Great to hear what you really meant, after all. In the meantime... His director of national intelligence, DNI, Dan Coates, said Monday about the warning lights blinking red over Russian plans to disrupt the 2018 midterm elections, our next election. Dan Coates, a man of long-standing integrity, said they're doing it again. Now, the Republicans in the Congress and the sense seemed to be letting Trump play with words and giving him a pass on what he said and did in Helsinki. Uh, and then a New York Times story broke this week saying that before his inauguration as president-elect, Donald Trump was briefed by, again, top intelligence officials, and they showed him evidence, emails, texts, proving that the Russians meddled in the elections. Before he was inaugurated, he got that briefing at the highest level. So that means he knew. And ever since he was elected, he's been trying to cover it up. What will Republicans say about that? Well, here's what we have to understand. It is no longer the Republican Party. It is the Trump Party. And, and the overwhelming number of Republicans, his base, will believe anything that he says, and what that means in particular, is that any Republican who opposes or speaks out against or even questions Donald Trump will lose his reelection. That's a fact. They will lose their reelection, and they know it. 
Michael Murphy is a Republican strategist. Uh, And here's what he says Republicans say to him privately. They say, Trump is a disgrace. I give fiery press conferences saying that nothing would change. Trump remains nuts and remains POTUS. A nut beats me in the next primary. So how does my political suicide help anything? So this is, indeed, cowardly, a selfish way to think and operate if you're an elected official. But unfortunately, in all of my years in Washington, all of my years, I don't need two hands to count the number of elected officials, both sides, both parties, who would do and say the right thing if they lose their next election because of it. So that's where we are. Former CIA director John Brennan, he responded to Trump's performance in Helsinki by saying, this rises to and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. It was nothing short of treasonous. Not only were Trump's comments imbecilic, he is wholly in the pocket of Putin. Republican patriots, asks Brennan, where are you? Now, at heart, what Brennan is expressing is a political judgment. You see, impeachment is a political decision. There's no legal definition of what it means to do high crimes and misdemeanors. It must be voted. Impeachment of a president takes the House of Representatives voting in a majority uh, to impeach. And the Senate then has to vote two-thirds to convict a president of these high crimes and misdemeanors. That's never going to happen with this Republican Congress and Senate. So we are stuck with a strong man running and undermining our democracy. Trump is more than a liar. Trump always wants to change what people believe about the truth. This goes back to the very beginning of his presidency with Donald Trump, where, do you remember on his inauguration day, he kept saying, the sun is shining, and it was raining all day. He kept saying the sun was shining. It continued to rain. And you know, it's been raining on our democracy ever since. Trump loves strongmen. We can tell he loves Vladimir Putin. At the NATO meeting before that, he was spending time with Turkey's president, Erdogan, who is also increasingly a totalitarian leader. And he certainly enjoyed his meeting with Kim Jong-un, which he's talked about ever since. But is Trump a strong man? Not by any values connected with Christian faith. He is, he is a weak man. He is weak morally. He is weak intellectually. He is weak emotionally. So Donald Trump is a fake strongman with values contrary to what we believe as people of faith. So what do we do about Donald Trump? Friends of mine came this week to visit Joy and I and Luke and Jack from Australia, early members of the Sojourners community a long time ago. They came to visit and they were astonished by everything Donald Trump is doing. And they looked at me and said, what can you do? What can you do? I thought about that for a long time. And I said, well, a lot of us are trying to reclaim Jesus. That's what we're doing.
in our statement by many Christian elders reclaiming Jesus' declaration. It says, Jesus did not embody or endorse the strong man style of leadership. On the contrary, Jesus taught, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles, the world, lord it over them, and the great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you. But whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. This is Matthew chapter 20. So we wrote, we believe our elected officials are called to public service, not public tyranny. So we must protect the limits, the checks, the balances of democracy and encourage humility on the part of our elected officials. It says we believe authoritarian political leadership is a theological danger. And the elders said, we will resist it. When it comes to all these constant self-contradictions and playing with words and outright lies we saw last week and see every week from this president, we hear Jesus saying, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So when only 37% of the Republican Party, Trump's base, only 37% believe now that there was Russian meddling in the U.S. elections, when all of our intelligence and law enforcement agencies agree that there was. That's astounding and alarming. Here's a president who says, don't believe what you hear. I call that fake news. Just believe what I tell you. And that's working. His polling has not gone down after separating children from their families, after uh, submitting himself to Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, it doesn't change because people believe whatever he tells them is true. So we have a fake strongman who is basing his rule on undermining the truth. The words of Dr. King that are on my mind most these days came from his last speech, his mountaintop speech, the night before he was killed in Memphis. He said in another time of crisis, we've got some difficult days ahead. I think we do. We can't control all the politics, but we can decide what we will do. It's time for the followers of Jesus to raise up truth over falsehood, to defend public service over political tyranny, and always to protect the increasingly vulnerable. So we got to go deeper than politics. We got to go back to this thing that we call faith. And for those of us who are followers of Jesus, I think it's time to reclaim Jesus. That's what we need to do. This is Jim Wallace for the soul of the nation. God bless you.